Anxious to step through the gate again, Major? Yes, I am. We all are. Would you like us to bring back anything special? Uh, no, thanks. Groceries, new outfit, flatware? Hmm. No, just yourselves in one piece, please. Dial it up. You say. the Jumping Puddles podcast. Be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and or YouTube. And follow us at Jumping Puddles Podcast on Tumblr and Instagram. And Jumping Pud Pod on Twitter. With me are my fellow co-hosts, Tor, Ash, and Australian Sam. Hi! Hi! Alright, so today's episode we're going to be discussing is Season 1, Episode 6, Childhood's End. Shepard and the team visit a world where no one is over 24 years old because of a ritual suicide practice they believe keeps the wraith at bay. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 indeed. It sounds so depressing. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And I feel like it is, but they don't treat it so heavy in the episode, so... <laughs> Starting off Atlantis and, like, it's morally dubious themes off strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's the first time that I've watched this episode and that I realized that it's actually a religious cult of some kind. Like, the last time I watched it, I never realized that they had this strong belief that if they didn't um, commit suicide, that um, at the age of 25... Um, they wouldn't get into heaven and i was like huh that's new (laughs) yeah i don't know yeah because that's like the exact opposite of like catholic belief (laughs) basically (laughs) and most religions on earth where you know life is like the most sacred thing um but i found it really interesting the role that rodney plays in this episode in regard to religion like in the beginning he's kind of the daniel for a partially <laughs> selfish reason like Ooh. he wants to visit whatever's causing like the em field disturbance so he doesn't want the kids to be mad but he makes a point like they can't just tell the kids oh you know everything you believe is wrong and we know better because we just came here like five seconds ago and we have better technology than you like they don't know the whole story so it was weird seeing him in that position because later on in like sanctuary and then again in Tao, he really i didn't get the super religious vibe of them i just i mean they have this belief that um the wraith will come and i felt like it was kind of overlapping this um religious theme and that the wraith would come and only towards the end when this What's his name? Arius? When he totally goes off and wants to kill <laughs> the two. And then I realized, oh, okay, okay, he's a religious fanatic. And they have this whole belief system built around that. But, yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling. <laughs> no, it's oh, true. you're making okay. such good points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine it would have been so difficult too, just showing up on that planet and finding out that that's what they were doing. 
because for me personally, I'd be like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Like your children. Like, what do you know? Like, like, you, you'd be like uh, John. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? You're so young. Like, how do you know for certain that this is exactly what's causing a wraith coming to your, your planet? Like, think about it a little bit more. <laughs> suicide. You know. Anyway. That's just me. A lot of people had a, a, like a lot of the characters on that episode had a bit more self control. <laughs> 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 Maybe John, what was his? What was John's stance again? Um, your stance basically. I think, anyways, nah. he was very much Completely. like, oh, <laughs> "Don't you guys rebel in your culture? Like your kids?" Of course, the rebel John would question why they don't rebel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And he also tried to to talk Karis out of um, committing this ritual suicide, but and it worked in the end. Yeah. <laughs> what I was thinking the whole time I was watching this um, was I was thinking of the prime directive they have in Star Trek, like don't interfere <laughs> with uh, other cultures and stuff. I was like, oh man, Stargate does that all the time. Yeah, like, that they shit go does somewhere. not exist. <laughs> not at all. They changed the complete culture of this planet. I mean, it can be discussed whether that's good or bad in that case, but it's still, it's such a, they have such a deep in, impact and. Uh, <laughs> It kind of gets into the whole like when Elizabeth. Okay, I know we're we're jumping all over, but when uh, when Rodney like takes the Z, uh, the CPM and like goes back. First of all, Rodney said, "Fuck kids." And John's like, "Yeah, fuck kids." And Taylor's like, "Wait, what?" Um, yes, I know. <laughs> it's like the one brain cell and the voice of reason in this. She's the only one with a conscience, and so is Elizabeth. Because you know, yeah, Rodney like. Just jacks the CPM and goes back to Atlantis, and she's like appalled. She's like, "What moral superiority do you think you guys have?" Yeah. And I was like, "Get his ass, Elizabeth!" Yeah. Because like, what are they on? John and Rodney were, and like, I mean, Florida's just kind of following along, I think. But like, th those three were dead ass. Like, yeah, let's steal from children and leave them all like defenseless. And Rodney's trying to, like, justify by, like, oh, they can move with us to Atlantis. And it's like, Rodney, I don't think you understand. Like, there's so many of them. Like, there's so many things you're not factoring in, babe. Yeah, like, do you really want a bunch of kids running around Atlantis? Like, come on, there's no daycare. <laughs> I don't think he thought that through. He was no. just like, oh, CPM. That's going to help us. <laughs> like, no. Nah. Consequences I can fucking deal with later. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then he says, like, oh, like, well, he just put them on the mainland. And it's like, so this, hold on, he's, like, <laughs> intent to just go around to different cultures, different planets, steal their ZPMs, take the natives up, root them out of their planet, and just dump them on the mainland. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is some oh, for real, like, colonizer, really? colonizer. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> to him, it's the same thing. Forest here, forest there, you know. It's all Canada. <laughs> this is really like the first episode, right? Or like 
maybe the second, that we see, like, how far Atlantis <laughs> is willing to go. And how Who's they're, this? like, totally okay committing war crimes. Well, at least war this team, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Atlantis, Atlantis. Not, yeah. Or like the but, show itself, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, you raised an interesting point about Elizabeth um, being like, yo, we can't abolish this these people's culture um, just to get what we want. And I love how she plays the role of Rodney's Jiminy Cricket, almost. <laughs> like his conscience uh, in this episode. Uh, <laughs> and she, it's like a nice little sneak peek into her Rodney management style that we see um, throughout the series. Rodney management style, a guide. A guide to dealing with Rodney. Yeah. Yeah, and Taylor too. Like, because it's Taylor and Elizabeth both trying to rein in Rodney and John and just being like, hold on. You guys are not thinking clearly. Listen to the women. I'm telling you, please, please, for the love of God, listen to them. (laughs) Yeah, and he, I'm shocked. Like, he actually does after he... <laughs> <laughs> also, this is totally not important at all, but I feel like Rodney's anthem for this entire episode was just move, bitch, get out the way. Like, he <laughs> invoked <laughs> Ludacris so much. Like, every minute he was telling a child, get out of my way. Please move. Can you move? Like, <laughs> every third line. Oh, I fucking love That's that That's right. So yeah, he even told the grown-ups like two or three times to get out of the way when he was like walking right through the group at least two times. I was like, dude, Ronnie doesn't give a fuck. I fucking get out of the way. Especially in this episode too. I wrote down. I was like, Rodney is so fucking sassy. The entire episode, like his oh, Mean yeah. Girl era, kind of like jumped out a little bit for some reason. Like he was not having it. I don't think he has a lot of patience for children or younger people. Oh, like, I think he has a hard. I think he has a hard enough time dealing with adults as it is. Quote <laughs> adults, let alone actual children. When I say that. Well, I. I don't think 20 to 23 year olds are children. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I think it was so sweet though. How like, obviously like he was like trying to fight a kid early in the episode. Um, But by the end he was like, Oh, come here guys. Like hide in this little cave and like, I'll give you chocolate. It was like, Oh, progress. That was so cute. But also when the children asked if he had chocolate, he was like, yeah. And then they stood there and he was like, Huh? What's go- what's going on? And, oh, you want some? Yeah. <laughs> Rodney got like a crash course on kids. Rodney and John. Because John was also like, uh, what the fuck? How do I deal with this? I think I was a little bit like four, three episode watching Rodney struggling with the kids. <laughs> like I was enjoying it way too much. <laughs> I was going to say, I love Ford and Rodney, like, in this episode. I feel like, I don't know, like, it's just so endearing. Like, when Rodney's, like, sassing him in the beginning, like, Ford's just kind of, like, laughing along. And, like, just, yeah, Ford the entire episode is just cracking up. Like, he thinks (laughs) it's hilarious. And I don't know, I feel like later on, I feel like they show, like, Ford getting more annoyed with Rodney. But I just love how, like, he was just so amused by everything Rodney did. 
Yeah, and he was doing a great job of, of babysitting, I feel like, all three of them. <laughs> um, yeah. When Rodney was ready to fight the child, like, his literally his fists were up, <laughs> and he was hitting the child. <laughs> Which, by the way, I always cite as my, the moment I fell in love with Rodney McKay. Um, but anyway. When he tried oh, to find yeah, a child? Really <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, even though maybe babysitting 101 don't get the kids hyper on chocolate before you have to watch them, but anyway. Well, he had to lure them away from the mean old man. <laughs> Which brings up an interesting point. Um, we get to hear the team's difference in age. So Ford is the youngest. He's 25. And... We don't really know how old um, John and Rodney are in comparison, but, like, they're significantly older, like, 10 years, I'd say, right? I think so, right? Like, mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Who's older, actually, John or Rodney? Is, is there someone? No? I think John is older than Elizabeth, but I don't know how old Rodney is. Wait, we gotta Google this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait, they never really specify, though. Okay, perfect. Because I was going to say it, too. Like, because how old is Taylor, then? Yeah, see, I thought that Taylor was closer to Ford's age, but maybe she's actually, like, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was maybe 28 or something. I don't know. I don't have confirmation on that. Um, but that was my feeling. Yeah, I feel like I agree with that. And John maybe mid thirties and Rodney mid to end thirties, late thirties. By the way, why uh, I'm changing this subject again? <laughs> why is Rodney wearing a different uniform than the rest of the team? Oh yeah. Okay. And that's not the first Weird. time. Yeah, he's wearing like this I... gray light gray-ish yeah i think they were trying to establish that that there was a difference like he was the this quote-unquote science guy of the team and i think they initially tried to get him like on the team without a gun and like he was there to do the thing but everyone else was there to protect him kind of thing (laughs) so Maybe it was just kind of a symbol that, like, and then later on when he started wearing the same thing, that he was starting to become a member of the team rather than, like, a specialist. Oh, that's that's cool. So true, so true. Yeah. Although I do have to say, I love the light gray uh, fits everyone else has. So, like, John Taylor Ford, I love how it, like, looks with, like, their black vests and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially on t- uh, on Taylor. I know we talked a lot about fashion <laughs> last last <laughs> week, but I mean Taylor rocks this uniform. She just uh, looks- oh, yeah, and with yep. the long hair, it's just mm. yeah. Obligatory praise for the long hair and yep. bangs, yes. right here. Insert here. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I feel like I'm not a big fan of the like the all black later seasons. It looks okay sometimes, but I love season one. And I, I do wish Rodney was, like, mashing with them, but I also, I 
respect, and I understand why now. <laughs> Thanks to Sam. <laughs> also, while we're on the uniforms, I noticed that they don't wear their patches of world, like mm. the Atlantis and um, flags. That's so interesting. Is it just for the base, like, that they know where they are from? <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh... Yeah. Because I feel like for season one, I feel like it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to not go with their patches. But I feel like when is that season when the Wraith thinks like they're destroyed, right? In like the beginning of season two. So they have to like go around and like pretend like they're not from Atlantis. I feel like that would make sense if they were like, okay, yeah, take off your patches. (laughs) No one needs to know we're here. But you stumped us. I think maybe it's because that off-world aliens or other races aren't going to know what it means anyway so there's no point wearing them whereas i think they're wa- wear them on atlantis so that people are aware of where they're from maybe and but because off world people or aliens are literally going to have no fucking idea yeah maybe i don't know like why do they wear them on atlantis anyway yeah like i get it's for the audience like for us to see like oh this person is like not everybody is from the states, uh, but it's interesting. Like, what is the base reason for that? Yeah, <laughs> another thing that I wanted to bring up. Sorry, I just keep going through my notes. Um, is that I got a bit annoyed when um, John asked um, Karis how old he was, and he said 24. I was like, how how does this work? How does he have the same time measurement as Earth? How does John know that 24 years here are the same as 24 years on Earth? Oh, true. No. No, it's just like the Asians. Like, that's their excuse. They can just be like, oh, yeah, the Asians, like, left some... The same, like, they gave us the same calendars of Pegasus Galaxy. <laughs> like, some lazy excuse like that. No. Is going to be the reason behind it. Okay, okay. But still, if you have years, and it's probably divided by days, and days are measured by the time a planet, like, goes around. Sorry, I'm blanking. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe. Maybe Atlantis acts as like an alien translator hub, kind of like Doctor Who, have the Aww. box that kind of oh, yeah. translate the alien languages to English. Maybe they have some kind of. So I don't Atlantis... know, that seems a little advanced, but <laughs> it's possible. Atlantis transmits to all other planets <laughs> in the Pegasus yeah. galaxy. <laughs> it's funny, they don't have an explanation for the year thing. But they do have an explanation for why all the planets look like Canada. And they basically just say that all planets that support life look the same, according to mm. not an environmentalist, Rodney. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I do wish they had played kind of more into, like, the alien thing. Because, I mean, it kind of sucks when, like, they just end up going to another small little village that looks like medieval. And you're like, wait, what? How, how did yeah. we get here? Yeah. That's SG1. Because SG1 did that a lot. And so I was like, okay, like there's like Wraith. Like you think there'd be more like abstract alien looking things. 
I think a lot of that has to do with the budget as well. I don't think they have the, the money to like make these like heaps of different extravagant kind of sets. Mm. So and makeup cheaper for them just to. That's true, but I will say you know I think SG kind of fixed that problem. Sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of budget, they saved a lot of money by not showing how the jumper crashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cue the opening sequence. Cue the opening sequence. Yeah. I love seeing that big ass jumper though. Like when they use like the actual model. Mm. Oh, it's awesome. Because I'm like, oh my god. Like sometimes I for- yeah right. Like I forget how big it is. And I'm like, when I see them standing next to it, I'm like, oh my god, wait, that that shit is huge. <laughs> I, I want, want one. one. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> oh, and this is the first episode we see that John has a horrible sense of direction. <laughs> <laughs> wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god, yes, like in the Janai episode. He has no idea where he's going yeah. to, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a recurring theme. That's so funny. Oh, that's amazing. I he's such that. a dork. <laughs> he is. But how do you not? Sorry, go ahead. Class pilot, but can't fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Come on, chosen one. Put your back into it. <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey. You can do it. Pave the way. Put your back into it. <laughs> <laughs> the team would be so lost without Taylor. Yeah, thank God she took point. <laughs> I also think it's so funny how um, Rodney mocks Ford for bringing um, the compass, and in the end, it shows him exactly where he wants to go. <laughs> yep. And he doesn't thank Ford either. No, he of really should, not. though. So sassy. <laughs> Something I thought was kind of interesting was um, the whole like talk about like do the wraith, like what do the wraith do with kids? Because we don't really do. Do we ever see them take kids? Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think back to the pilot and the calling scene, and I can't remember um any babies, but. Because, I mean, like, it's probably just, like, a snack to them, right? They're like, all right, midday, midday snack, let me grab a kid. You know? So, like, do they even take, what do they do with them if they do take them? Like, that's a good question. But also, when they when they call on a human, don't they take the remaining years from them? Yeah. Oh, right, so kids would be more valuable then. Maybe. But also, I feel like kids who are still growing and stuff, maybe they wouldn't give as much energy. It sounds so cruel to talk about <laughs> this. <laughs> and it feels kind of wrong. <laughs> but Also, like, they have to, I don't... to make sure that they have, you know, crop, quote-unquote, I guess they have to make sure that the children stay alive because they have to at least reach like an age where they can have their own kids and then make more because otherwise they're just going to eat all of the <laughs> all of the food. <laughs> it would have been really interesting to see like 
this is so dark. <laughs> this is so sad to talk about. But I think it would have been really interesting to see, like, maybe in, like, a later season, like, they find that, like, the Wraith are, like, starting to call more children. And then, like, they find, like, one of these, like, you just find these kids in these ships. And, like, they're being raised to be, like, Wraith worshippers. That would have been so <gasps> sad. <laughs> you know, they oh mentioned Wraith worshippers in this episode. And I was thinking, do we ever see, like, actual Wraith worshippers on screen? I can't remember. Yes. We do. Yeah. Okay, cool. We do. I think in maybe season three or four, um, I think uh, some friends of Ronan yeah, are yeah. Wraith worshippers, and we see those. Uh... Yeah. Oh, that's such a sad episode as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I noticed that... The Two that in uh, mentioned wraith worshippers and that it was like gross or disturbing and I was like, "Yep, <laughs> you don't know <laughs> what's coming for way. you." Yeah, <laughs> literally. Also, just kind of random, but that little wraith probe. Uh, Do we ever see that again? <laughs> I don't think so. Damn, <laughs> it looked like the Kino. It did. I was going to say, yeah. Which would, okay, but it would honestly kind of make sense because, again, not to, I mean, spoiler warning for the whole, all three <laughs> shows, obviously. Um, but, because, don't like the ancients, like, they're the ones that, like, kind of made the wraith, right? Like, on accident or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, the Kinos, which are, like, the little recording devices on Destiny on SGU, where, like, some of their oldest work yet it'd be interesting if like the wraith kind of like stole some stole some shit from the ancients Ooh. <laughs> reworked it yeah damn it's almost shakespearean like using your creator's weapons against them <laughs> <laughs> literally okay Rodney mentioned Sam in the beginning, oh. and I was sick. <laughs> Me too. Like, as soon as he talks about Sam, he falls back into this douchey kind of mood character that he was in SG-1. And I was like, no, just stop. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, please, we're in Atlantis, give it a rest. And he's like, he like smiles after he says her name, but I was like... Don't you smile. Yeah. (laughs) Have that smile off your face. Oh, yeah, no. And they keep doing this throughout the show. They obviously thought it was funny, but it's not funny. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. Especially (laughs) if you're a woman, like, not to bring this into it, but, like, that is so uncomfortable. And I'm, like, behind, I know, like, obviously they're not real characters, but just in, like, the principle, I get so uncomfortable Every time. Like, he yeah. doesn't like, be towards Sam. Like, it's just really scary. The one thing that made that scene better, though, was John rolling his eyes in the pilot seat. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. I do appreciate John. is always like, you're so fucking weird. Like, he calls him out. And he's like, this is creepy. <laughs> John and Rodney, I really appreciated the little McShep crumbs that we got. Um, one of them being... The fact that John has started giving Rodney puddle jumper lessons, 
which I'm sure oh, we're going yeah. to have. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I wish we got to see that more. I know. It would have been so funny to see that. Give me all the domestic Atlantis content. Right? Yes. Especially after what we saw in the Defiant one. I like. <laughs> Ronan yeah. was like struggling to fly the jump or something. And he's like, don't let go of the control. <laughs> like, if that's any like snapshot of what their training lessons would look like. Oh my god, I wish we saw yeah i would have wanted it to be a whole episode just that do you think john not john rodney accidentally almost crashed into a part of atlantis while <laughs> learning to fly the jumper probably i don't think he can fly in a straight line <laughs> it's okay we didn't need that spire anyway <laughs> Bye. I was gonna say, I was like, yes, we do. <laughs> I was like, fuck the ancients, but let's keep their city, bro. That shit be laced with like all kinds of technology and stuff. After that, they decided to move all the driving flying lessons to the mainland. <laughs> yeah. Much safer. Only trees to worry about. Also, I think we mentioned this. Oh god, I'm confusing the episodes. Maybe last episode, but I forgot to bring it up, so let's talk about it now. Um, they mentioned that the mainland is like the size of North America, or like the continent of North America. And I was like, wait, hold up, what? That's huge, ginormous. It is huge. Great for activities. What the fuck? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> like that is no wonder Rodney was like, yeah, let's just take all these kids and dump them there, like. Oh my god, that is multiple countries. <laughs> no, that's enough room for my house, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no other people around? Fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the dream. Like, I'm so surprised no one, or like there wasn't an episode dedicated to like someone building like a retreat there so everyone could like take days off there and it's just like a beach, like house or something oh my god that would have been amazing that's such a good idea i mean we know that john wanted to go surfing yeah <laughs> yeah why didn't we see anyone going on the mainland in some episodes like for, for on vacation or something right where is my beach episode <laughs> just them chilling also there's like rarely any episodes of them taking vacation at all like it's just sunday right yeah yeah and we all know how that ends <sighs> oh. horribly but yeah no give me the episode where all the team are just like trying to take a vacation on the mainland and then some shit goes wrong and they're stuck out there and they have to like resort to like survival <laughs> instincts and like kayla's one in charge and like, <laughs> Rodney's pissed. I want, I want my horror-esque cabin in the woods. Ooh! Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I want it so badly. Make Elizabeth and Carson be there too, and like Zelenka. Like, oh just god, throw please, it everyone, please. bro. Oh god, we're so, we're on a huge tangent right now. <laughs> I was gonna say. Let's keep really going. Ever, I know, let's just follow this path. Is there <laughs> really ever an episode where it's like, everyone. Like, Elizabeth, Carson, like, you know, like, all together. Like, there's rarely... 
weekly episodes because usually they're all split off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially no. Elizabeth because Elizabeth is always on on Atlantis, and when she leaves, it's. Uh... And uh, not to plug it already, but this is why irresistible. Oh. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I get actually content with Elizabeth and Carson. I was gonna say I actually have to back you up on on that. I actually enjoy that episode and responsible like those two episodes. I actually really enjoy them. They're fun to watch. Okay, like it's stupid as fuck. <laughs> Yes. You know what? I just <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You're right. Irresponsible is fun, but I I have my problems with it. Well, I have one problem with it. Yeah. And it's we'll get to that. Lucius? <laughs> no. Oh, no you, you just like hit like what is it? Please. Want me to tell you now? Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, 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 please, please, please. Oh. Why would you kill Kolya in an episode with Lucius? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Someone please explain to me why this happened. This is supposed to be John Shepard's nemesis. His friggin', like, I don't know. Make your own analogy. And they killed him in that episode? Like, why? <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. No. Yeah. Actually, sorry, that's like if they killed off Voldemort in the Chamber of Secrets. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yes. I actually get that. Exactly. <laughs> the tone, yeah, the tone of that episode kind of pisses me off. So that's why I, I'm not a big irresponsible Dan. But I will ride or die for Irresistible. Because that was just pure silly silliness. Like, there's no fucking Kolya dying in a shootout. <laughs> or like a, what is it, like a Western, like, oh god. I just cringe every time Lucius is on screen. Like, I, I, oh, no, no. Oh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and with his five wives, like, no, just okay. stop, oh, yeah. go, no. <laughs> See, so how I would have fixed that episode is how, honestly, like, they're so, they're, ugh. can I just say, oh, God, I don't want to say it, actually. Actually, no, I'm going to no, say, say it. it. The, writers, the writers were weenies. The writers were fucking pussies. Um, just, just make everyone be in love with Lucius. They had to be like, oh no, the guys feel admiration and the girls feel love. Like, oh come on, please, equality, equality, yeah, the homophobia jumped out for real because it would have been so like because like they all like they all tease Carson and they're like, oh my god, like he's in love and Carson's like, no, it's just admiration. But it would have been so funny oh. if all the guys were in love too. Like, treat them the same if you're gonna do something like that. So I do get that criticism because it does it pisses me off. And I like to pretend in my mind they're all in love with Lucius. Oh, it the makes it, it just makes it funnier. Could have had. Oh, yeah. now that you said that, can you imagine? No, and just like seeing like I want, I want, I want to see Ronan like trying to bring flowers and trying to like seduce like Lucius. Like I want to see all the guys putting in effort. Oh God. That would fucking hilarious. This just turned into like an irresistible episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We should just rewrite every episode, really. Yep. At this point, we <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Exactly. Oh, I, I could not agree with you more, Tor. Like, they could have... Why did they have to pick a comedic episode to 
and Collier, why couldn't they have like an arc build up to it and just make it fucking insane instead of just, oh yeah, he died in a cowboy shootout. Like, <laughs> right? So dumb. So like, dumb. I like the setup. Like, I liked how, um, I don't know, Coley was picking on Rodney, and Rodney was, like, the damsel in distress, and everyone was like, no, shoot me first, not Rodney. But, like, it was <laughs> dumb oh, because yeah. they actually killed him. And I was like, no, can we, like, continue this theme maybe? Like, I don't know, do something. <laughs> Instead of killing him off in that episode, it was just not. Fucking um, Simba and Scar of the Lion King had a better ending <laughs> than what they did. Like, it's just... <sighs> Fucking animated series, really? Exactly. I mean, like, nothing compares to The Lion King anyway, so, like, it's not a <laughs> but come on. Stargate who? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Upwards End. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. What is it? Uh, children's <laughs> End, I think. I mean, I think at this point... We've kind of said everything, right? Oh, so I don't have anything else. Another big shepherd that I. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Basically, I found it hilarious, in a very morbid way. How when Rodney saves the day, he's like running, extremely out of breath. By the way, <laughs> which same. Um, <laughs> back to the group, and this at this point, like John is like holding Karis, who has just been shot in like the heart with an arrow. Not, Not really the hard. I'm just being dramatic. Side, I think. <laughs> exactly. Um, and he like, first of all, the way they shot it is ridiculous. Like the panning of like John whipping his head around and then Rodney running through the field, but also <laughs> <laughs> like just play Enrique Iglesias' hero over top of that, and I'll be oh, happy. Oh my but anyway. Then when he actually gets there, John is like, "Are you okay? Like you don't have a dying child in your arms while you're <laughs> while Ronnie is out of breath and you're asking if he's okay. Like what? Oh my god, John! I never noticed that before. Please, and he's like, he's not even being joking about it. He's being completely serious, and I'm like, why? Oh my god, <laughs> why are you priorities, like this? John? Exactly. Do you th actually think that Shepard would prioritize Rodney's life over a child? Think? Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> like, how fucking psychopath is he for Rodney, really? <laughs> I don't know. Question that may never have an answer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hard. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about that throughout the episode because there is a lot of fic where people um, ask, like, basically what this episode was too afraid to ask, which is, what if the team encountered a hostile society comprised all of children and they had to shoot kids? Like, what if they were actually in that position where they had to shoot the children? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it raises an interesting question, and I kind of wonder what these characters would do in that situation. Like, Ford was ready to do what John said and shoot oh, the God. children. Um, I don't know about Taylor, But that's though. because he is always following orders, right? He's still pretty set on them. Mm -hmm. I don't think Taylor would have shot anyone. 
I can't yeah. imagine her doing that. But I suppose the question is, though, like, if you yourself was in that situation, like, would you let a child kill you and all your friends because they have a gun and you can't shoot them back? Or would you take the chance to save all of your friends and your own life and shoot them back? Like, Yeah, I mean, oh, it's really rough. Like, in this episode, mm. their weapons were kind of bad. <laughs> I mean, they, they caused yeah. harm, obviously. Um, we saw it with Karis, yeah. but I guess it felt kind of um, unbalanced because they brought guns to a knife fight, basically. Um, yeah. Maybe if they were more evenly matched, like the kids did have firepower, I would say you're justified in using extreme force if it comes to that. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, it's really rough. Like, like yeah. I mean, like, if they started shooting at them with their bow and arrows and shit, like, I don't think it's justified to turn around and, sh like, spray them with a P90. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if if they had, like, equal weapons, I think it could be justified to a certain point. But, as you said, but, like, yeah, no, if it was, like, done to a knife fight, probably not. Yeah. Just fucking run. Like, if they start shooting you with arrows, just run. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think, though, like, okay, like, like, just for example purposes, like, let's say, like, they did have, like, more advanced technology. I feel like John would still not, like, shoot or do anything until, like, for Taylor Rodney was hurt. Then I think John would go... All gloves are off, baby. And he would just go full on. Yeah. <laughs> to get his team out of there. If yeah. anything, they, they probably wouldn't um, shoot to kill them. It would be like shoot them in the legs or something like that. Yeah, there that's was, what I was thinking. Them. Yeah. There was. Okay, so <clears throat> one of the writers, uh, Joseph, right? He has, he posted like the season six, like, what would be episodes, right? And I think if I remember correctly, there was one titled like they wanted to do like a children of the corn type situation. Can you explain that a bit? Well, the okay, let me look it up actually, because I don't even because I know it's like a famous movie, right? Like the children of the corn. Okay, I've never yes. heard of it, so <laughs> oh. oh, oh, okay. It's that's basically... that's what I'm asking. <laughs> it's uh let's see, let me Okay, yeah, so it's a story about a couple who ends up in an abandoned Nebraska town that is inhabited by a cult of murderous children who worship a demon. Yeah, so it's, like, that sort of, like, story that, like, oh, like, what if, like, the children were kind of, like, the villains? Oh, So okay. if I remember correctly, I do think he had in his notes um, that one of the episodes, they were kind of flirting with the idea of having um, a children of the corn type thing. No, maybe that maybe the episode would have like gone more in depth. I think it's a continuing theme. I think it's just something they're afraid to do. They were afraid to do with John. Like I remember reading um, behind the scenes stuff on Miller's Crossing and how uh, the writers and even Joe were kind of worried about how it would be perceived by audiences, like the way John acts um, in that episode. And I feel like. Uh, 
you know, him having to be in a position to kill a child to save one of the members of the team would be sort of similar, like, morally gray uh, situation. So I think they were just afraid to really go all in uh, with that aspect of his character, because I feel like it is just a part of his his moral code, his ethics, where he prioritizes, you know, um, sentimental to say, but his family over um, other people, even if they are children. Lither and John for the win. <laughs> family. <laughs> okay, actually, I did find the description of that episode, the would-be episodes. Let me just read that out loud, in case anyone is interested. Mm-hmm. Um so he says, this is a story I pitched in early season five that involved our team on the Deadless coming across a seemingly uh, empty ship. They board and while searching the darkened interior discover a group of children in stasis. They revive the kids who explain that they are en route to a planet where they are were to be reunited with their parents, colonists who had completed work on a new satellite community. The children are welcomed aboard and are being ferried to their destination when a mysterious ship appears and opens fire on the Deadless. Our heroes try to outpace their pursuer and as they and as a game of intergalactic cat and mouse ensues, the team begins to suspect their young pastors may not be as innocent and as harmless as they seem. Damn. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, now I'm actually really mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't in season five. What? Damn. We could have had it all, guys. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't going to be in season five, it wasn't going to be in season six, so... That's, that hurts. <laughs> Shoot. And I like the idea of it being on a spaceship because it, it kind of has like 2001 Space Odyssey, like claustrophobic vibes too. It just oh. adds to the tension, you know? And I think it would have been really interesting because like, see the season five team being put in that situation. Because I feel like by that point, they're so, I want to say like weathered down and tired, but like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like they're yeah. kind of getting jaded by that point yeah. like when you look at them in season five as compared to season one like it's almost like night and day especially with john oh yeah and they've already suffered huge losses at that point too so they would be even more i feel like protective like the mother bear comes out <laughs> i'm sure yeah john would have shot a kid in that episode <laughs> Not like not to kill, but for sure he would have. If like they didn't want to leave the ship, if they were like on the dead list, kind of like starting to mess around and like destroy shit. Oh yeah, yeah. If it was like a you or my friend situation, I feel like yeah, you are going. <laughs> you know, you are going. It would have been really cool. Sorry. Okay. We're, we're going to stop talking about this after. But it would have been really cool if, like, it turned out, like, those... I mean, this is kind of like a loophole, though. If they wanted to, like, make it not as bad that he shot, like, a kid. They could make it so, like, at the end they they find out that, like, the parents never existed. Like, they're, like, uh, like ancient beings who just kind of, like, stay stuck or maybe just take form of children. Yeah. Just to sort of, like, take advantage oh. and sort of, like... Yeah, like, hop on other ships, they, like, kill them, all the crew, and, like, they steal parts and stuff, and they go back to their ship and, like, hibernate or whatever. That's awesome. So he's he's basically killing ancients. Yeah. Or, like, some, like, yeah, like, some ancient, I mean, it could be, Um. it could be ancients, it could be, like, some some (laughs) alien, if they want to, if they want to keep the ancients are good storyline going on. 
Which brings me back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> good tie, good tie. Um, the gods or the religion that these kids believe in, are these the ancients? That's a great question, you know? I think it's never mentioned. Been. Yeah, but it makes sense because they have like this, um, this shield and the ZPM. Oh my god. But it's it's never mentioned. Yeah, because like how would they have this technology otherwise? And do you think that the ancients put this suicide pact in place? Or do you think that yes. it just developed out of their society because yes. oh. they were running out of Yeah. Mm. Full side of the ancients are not great. <laughs> <laughs> and so I in case you haven't been able to tell. Um <laughs> but I, I do, I could definitely see, like, the ancients leaving and being like, oh, by the way, this is what you're going to have to do now. And the people being like, wait, what? And then the ancients being like, well, this is the only way you're going to survive. Like, sorry. And then, like, just peacing out. And then, like, or on, okay, this is a darker turn. <laughs> but I was thinking, too, like, what if they, like, actually just killed the elders, killed all the grownups, <gasps> just stole the kids? Damn. Oh, we're going so dark. <laughs> we're going so dark this here. My bad. Dark episode. Um, <laughs> okay, a part of the last part, I'm going to agree. I think it's also mentioned in the episode that um, the Suicide Pact and the Shield were roughly um, put into place at the same at the same time. Oof. Yeah. So, and the whole religion revolves around this, right? So I think it makes sense that those who built the shield or who set up the shield also made this you're gonna kill yourself when you turn 25 <laughs> thing. Oh man. It's so interesting too because like I would have loved if they like brought this up more. Like I would have loved if we seen like more of a reaction from everyone. Like being like oh wait like the ancients did this but no they're kind of like oh yeah that sucks anyways. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they, don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really put two and two together. And if they did, they didn't care, you know? <laughs> Enough mm. to be like, oh my god, why would the ancients do that? Also, when did they move from like the old city to tree houses? And why? True. Oh, and oh, in the old city, the whole um Oh, nature took everything back, and we have leaves here and branches there. It looked so bad. You could see it, and it was just put there. So right they had this little discovering moment of pushing away some leaves, and oh, there's the device. <laughs> His little Indiana Those Jones was set, set designers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. With his compass. <laughs> Okay, I have one more question, but it might be a bit dark as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep this theme going. <laughs> um, so would you rather live 24 years in peace or like 80 or 100 years in fear? Oh. I mean, ugh, this is tough. I think I'm with John on this one. Um, like even an extra day 
beyond 25 has something to offer, I guess. And, you know, even, like, thinking of the Athosians, even though they lived in fear, they live, they, li- they still live their lives. So, yeah, I would say I, I'd rather, I'd rather live, I think. Yeah. Okay. How about you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta agree. I gotta, I'll take my chances, honestly. Because, like, <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I think about it now, you know, like, you know, I'm turning 24 this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just think about it and I'm like, bro, I am, like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a baby. I'm little. <laughs> like, Aww. there's so much of my life I have yet to live. So, like, and then they talked about, like, Karis, right? Like, he had kids. He already had kids. And, like, Crazy. they were in a separate yeah. camp. Like, just being raised somewhere else or something. And I was like, yo, first of all, how many? Second of all, how young were you when you started? <laughs> like, right. I have so many questions. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm taking my chances. I'll let a wraith eat me. It's fine. At, like, 50. <laughs> <laughs> how about you ash how do you feel about the whole ah damn it i was hoping you wouldn't ask <laughs> because the things you said you guys said make sense especially with the athosians that they live and they know about the wraith and they are not protected except by their way of living and maybe People like Taylor, who kind of feel the wraith coming. So if I could live with the Athosians, yeah, okay, I'm going to take my chances. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I'm probably with you guys, because 24 years is not a lot. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, and building on what Sam said, too, about Karis, like, he had children, sure, Uh, but he can't even enjoy them, you know, like, he'll never be around to see them grow and stuff, and he had to grow up so fast, like, he had to have kids so fast to ensure that their population would still be a thing, and so, yeah, it's sad. It is, he's never, or he would never be, or all of them would never be the parents of their own children, I guess. Yeah. They would take, like, a parental role for the kids that are sent to them from the other villages which i by the way hope to have seen more of (laughs) yeah um we only saw such a little part of the society of this planet from one village where by coincidence there's a guy who can be convinced not to kill himself (laughs) um and it would be interesting to see the rest of the planet and how the others are doing and if things are different in other or things are handled a bit different in other villages. Also, after this episode, they said they were going to visit and like see if everything is going right and if they need help. It would be so interesting to see how they, they developed after everything changed. Totally, because they mention it, they mention the planet a couple of times, I think in Outcast and in um, uh, Critical Mass, and they don't right. show it. That's right, <laughs> they only show us 
back. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's so weird, too, because, like, when you think about it, like, it's kind of funny to say, but these children are, like, their second allies. They've made in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd think they'd be more, like, you know, around. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Especially yeah. at least in season one, or at least we'll see them later, you know, but nope, they're just mentioned. Literally the only people they didn't isolate <laughs> in some way. <laughs> They honestly didn't fuck over. Every single one of their other allies, like, the Athosians have been, like, moved and, like, taken away from their home. Kids got away scot-free. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's so funny. We talked about so much stuff that didn't go well in this episode, but in the end, (laughs) they actually helped them. (laughs) But that brings me back to my point that this is kind of like their savior complex. They go there and they see how things are going and it's not their way of earth or their the american way or whatever if i'm allowed to say that and they want to change it and i mean of course it's cool that they don't have to kill themselves anymore but they (laughs) still they changed their complete lives i don't think this that should be underestimated I know there's a pretty famous post on Tumblr um, that kind of talks about how, like, each Stargate show is kind of, like, a different period in, like, American history, kind of. And people say that Atlantis is very much a post-Iraq war kind of show Mm -hmm. without getting into all that. I just have to say, yes. (laughs) Totally. The sentiments are exactly the same. And that's why even more it makes me want to know, like, if they're really nurturing these kids, like, to live full lives. Because they can't just, like you were saying, they can't just change their entire culture and then expect them to be okay on their own. Like, they have to learn how to live now past 24, you know? They have to learn a bunch of stuff. Like, they can totally slow down their whole life cycle. So maybe don't start popping out babies right when you turn 14, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Things like that. They would overpopulate the planet real quick if they kept that. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta give them some condoms. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how in the end, John is like, yeah, we're going to get people to come teach you about that. Not me, though, because I don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. (laughs) (laughs) John's like, not me, though. Y'all stay safe. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Ash, take it away with the Bechdel test, uh, which I think we all know the answer to. (laughs) Yeah, the Bechdel test. This episode fails. Yeah. It's really sad. And it makes me a bit angry because Taylor and Elizabeth are both individually saying this is a bad idea. Uh, several times <laughs> and Taylor is on the planet with them and Elizabeth back in Atlantis and I mean apart from the fact is that this episode doesn't have two women who talk to each other um, yeah it's just it makes me a bit sad that the women in this episode said hey this is a bad idea and they didn't listen plus they failed a battle test yeah like I wish instead of Ford uh, maybe Taylor went back 
um, to Atlantis with Rodney, and then yes. um, they could, you know, kind of talk to him together and be like, well, let's think about this, you know? <laughs> Um, like in that scene where Elizabeth was talking to Rodney about why it was a bad idea to take the ZPM, they could have done it together instead of, you know, separately where no one was listening to them. <laughs> yeah. Again, we just keep rewriting these episodes. <laughs> yes. And it's so much fun. <laughs> it is. I definitely think a scene like that with Taylor and Elizabeth would have been so good. Especially because we don't even see Ford when he's back in Atlantis. No. Right? Like he's just... Right, yeah. Just, I don't know. He went to go take a nap, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he had more chocolate. He had, yeah, he had, like, no input <laughs> in this mm-hmm. episode, too, though. I know. It's really sad. I think um, both Taylor and Ford were both um, kind of underserved in this episode. Yeah, I agree. Well, on that beautiful note... <laughs> Oh, sadness tour. Go ahead. Pass us through the behind the scenes. Oh, yes. Tons of interesting stuff about this episode. Uh, first, I want to say that the uh, actor who plays Karis, you may recognize him from SG-1 as Lieutenant Elliot in Proving Ground, uh, Summit, and The Last Stand. It took me so long to realize that I knew that I knew this actor <laughs> but I think I didn't figure it out I, f- I knew it before today or because I watched this before I watched this episode this time but it was like it took me years to realize hey that's the guy from SG-1 <laughs> <laughs> this is the Pegasus Galaxy version of him <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh imagine people had like doppelgangers in the other galaxy. <laughs> Oh yeah, that would have so many issues. I think Atlantis and SG uh, SG One in particular are just, especially Atlantis, because they just steal so much of the SG One cast. And for me, it always takes me out. Especially, I think this one is probably the most egregious because he had such a big role in SG One. Like he was like a, you know, he had a whole arc. Like he kind of like watched him grow up and watch him like pass through the SGC and onto um, a team, mm-hmm. you know? And then he, we watched him die, basically, too. So, like, seeing him in this episode, I'm like, get out of here. Like, you are not <laughs> supposed to be here. Like, this this one drives me crazy. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. Because for me, it's... Um, wait, what's his name? Simon? Yep. Simon and Nareem? Okay. okay, the top two. Worse. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That one pisses me off as well. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> He's a dilf, so it's fine a little bit. <laughs> but like, please. <laughs> oh my god. What? Hey, excuse me. You all don't think Reem is a dilf? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Bye. Sorry. Please, you didn't know it was tasteless. Hang on. Come on. Please. Because I'm set. Yeah. No, oh my gosh, you guys, I cannot believe you don't think he's a dope. Especially in SG1. He's I was not like, a dad. Yeah, the concept still applies. Especially in SG1. I think major dope vibes for me. Oh, I want to know now. <laughs> <laughs> I am not alone. No, no, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm not alone in this. Don't make me feel weird about it. <laughs> I know I'm 
gotta run with this. Let me tweet this shit out. I get all the Noreen stamps with me. We ride at dawn. <laughs> I like Noreen, but I okay. Wow. Okay, you just <laughs> you just blew my mind a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on, Sam. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I have to back out here. I can't agree. Oh, bye. 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 Tasteless. Tasteless. Go back oh. and watch these episodes on SG1. Okay. Oh, I will say, no. I, I, will, I will concede a little bit here. He is a little, by the end, he gets a little creepy. Like, all of Sam's men just become obsessed with her for some reason and turn mm-hmm. creepy. So he gets a little creepy. But his first episode where he's an alien mm. and like Sam gives him the cat and That's it's like, so this is fun. will I see you again? Come on. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Delph. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. It's okay. Oh, All right. Nareem Sims. I- can you guys come? Fun of you. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Uh, but all the Nareem Sims, whoever's listening, if you're a Nareem Sim, can you like comment or something <laughs> and just let me know so that we can overpower these three and let our voice be heard? Hey, 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 hey! I like Nareem. Okay, I don't think I would fuck him, but I like him a lot. <laughs> I oh uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he would take care of you. Oh, he nice. would. He would. And he so would nice. use your voice as his. Okay. Whatever, Siri. That was weird. <laughs> I know I have to do that, actually. Okay. I would start running for the hill. Anyways, though. Okay. Tor. <laughs> That's a tour. Sorry. Jesus. I'll, I'll give it to you uh, that I watched. Atlantis first, so I saw him as Simon first, so I guess maybe that's why mm. I, I'm like, Meh. but okay. we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I don't love him as Simon as much. I mean, like, he's fine, but no, I think Nareem no, is for me. <clears throat> oh, okay, well, I don't really remember him that well. <laughs> maybe it was just my Nareem glasses just blinded me from looking at him like that, but Nareem Stan. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elizabeth's fucking the other half. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, still <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Wait, what did Tor say? Are you yay or nay? I'm a nay. She's she's nay. She's nay. Okay. Yeah. Cause Simon <laughs> said, mm-hmm. And we're gonna get into that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about Simon. Yeah, yeah, you're Thank you, thank you. He was not radiating <laughs> that same level of delfness, Simon. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't giving. It wasn't giving what he gave <laughs> as an alien. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to my poor throat. <laughs> Oh, oh god, god, I apologize if you have Jesus. I couldn't control what was just coming out of my <laughs> I've been laughing for the last five oh. minutes. <laughs> oh, Sam, we love you so much. Mm-hmm. We do. So, reassure you, we love you so much. I love you guys too, that's so funny. <laughs>
Anyway, Tor, back to you. <laughs> yes, more trivia. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is also the first quote-unquote filler episode of the show. Why is this a filler episode? Martin Giro called it a filler episode because it didn't really advance like the overarching plot because they like, found a ZBM, but they couldn't use it. So it was like, well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, so you could take it out. Yeah. Do nothing to the plot. Okay, yeah. Good. Uh, He also mentioned that the planet, uh, its designation is M7G677. And it's after his birthday, which is July 6, 1977. That's cute. Also, and that seems so Stargate, sorry. <laughs> that they would do something like that. Yeah, I think other writers themselves. have done it too. Oh, that's cool. I think Paul did it, I think. I can't remember what episode though. I think it was an SG-1 one. And uh, also, according to Giro, the inspiration for the guards, Casta and Cleo, Rodney's little... Klingons, um, came from a rather long airplane ride where he was sitting behind two extremely hyper twins. <laughs> That's so funny. Most interestingly, I think, there was a scene in this episode that was cut and it involved Shepard being stoned by the children. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I need it right now. What? That is insane. Oh my god. Like was it was it played for laughs? Was it supposed to be serious? I wanna know everything. I think it'd be I think it'd be played for laughs, right? Because they're like maybe they're like at the end he's like or the kids are like, get out of our planet, like whatever you solved it, but get the fuck out. And I can just <laughs> see them picking up some rocks and just throwing and jumping like, hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he gets like grit in his hair and he's all pissed off about it. I just imagine the look on his face, and I'm screaming. If anyone has that deleted scene hidden away at MGM, uh, release the footage. (laughs) In the archives somewhere. Release the rock cut. (laughs) The rock cut. (laughs) According to Rachel... When you you say stop... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, when you say stoned, it sounds so scary. Like, we're, like, dripping up, like, all this, like, all these, like, comedic little moments. And, like, watch the actual, like, scene be, like, bad. Like, they're, like, get out. Like, actually trying to stone him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, biblical times, horrific stonings. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> there are two different point of views here. <laughs> my mind just and goes we may there. never know which is the right one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it still happens, actually. <laughs> Uh, someone was telling me about it a while ago. It True. It happens in some countries. Ugh. Oh, bye. Yeah, and I, I blame all the angst fanfiction that I read uh, <laughs> for making my mind go there. <laughs> but also, I blame Rachel because she said that Joe actually got hit in the head with a rock uh, during the scene, so... <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Oh my god! <laughs> 
brain injury on the third episode. Yeah, imagine your lead actor gets wiped out. (laughs) Episode six. Why would they use real rocks? Maybe they thought the kids had really crappy aim, and so they (laughs) they wouldn't actually hit him, but they totally did. Like, make like some fake rocks. I don't know. Like, make some plastic or like, you know, paper mache that shit. Yeah. Hundred percent styrofoam exists. The whole ruins are from styrofoam. It was like little stress ball things, like just paint them to look like rocks and then throw it at them. <laughs> they don't hurt, unless you really peg it. And uh, my last interesting tidbit is that this episode won several awards for Atlantis. What the fuck? Yeah! <laughs> A filler! Thoughts, exactly. <laughs> what for? Uh, let's see. So, they won... I think three awards, one at the Chicago International Film Festival. It was a silver plaque for special achievement in directing for David Winning. Interesting. Okay. Then they won New York Festival's bronze medal for TV programming action adventure. And the World Fest Houston Platinum Award for um, directing again, David Winning. Mm, okay. I feel like I need to rewatch the episode now and pay more attention to the camera. <laughs> I I think I actually noticed a few cool shots that I can't recall right now, but I know that I noticed them. <laughs> so I think I can get behind that, but action? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Because there wasn't a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of pointing weapons at each other, but there was not a lot of <laughs> actually firing them. Yeah. All right, and oh, what a chaotic episode. <laughs> so, uh, yet again, we talked about, I mean, we did actually talk about the episode more, I think. We did. As compared to last Towards week. the end. Um, yeah. Hi, the highs, the depressing lows, <laughs> all of the random in-betweens. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. The helps. <laughs> An important conversation. We will be circling back to you at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, We're never letting it down. Delfs and MILFs, all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all that good stuff. Um, and check out the description if you want to follow our own personal accounts, if you want to see more. Elf talking. (laughs) (laughs) We are all willing, or I in particular am willing to discuss Dilfs. Um, anyway. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed, you will get a response. Your money back. (laughs) Your money back. (laughs) All right. All right. Hope you enjoyed the episode. (laughs) Everyone say bye. 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 All right, you clowns, listen up. I don't often get a chance to say this, so savor it. Good work, boys and girls. Let's go home.